Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hashtag, no music, no intro. Um, man, what what a day, man. Uh, as as anyone listening to this podcast knows now, uh, Andrew Christopher Breeze, Drew Breeze, number nine, officially retired from the NFL. Fifteen years to the day of him signing with the Saints. Been in the league twenty years. Something that we 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 all knew. We all knew it was coming. Um, and still like that, that announcement, I was, I was, oh, I was driving to Chili's. I was going to enjoy myself a margarita. And then I got to Chili's and there's way too many fucking people at Chili's, but I was driving there. Um, you know, the, the announcement comes and maybe I had thought in my mind, like I had cognitively distanced myself away from like knowing that was going to happen, but still reading it and everything, it was it it just hit it hit differently brian and it it made me it made me uh a little more a little more emotional than i than i thought it would even though we knew it was coming yeah i think everybody i think just about everybody experienced that i think everybody was like okay it's time to move on and all that shit and we knew it was coming but it's like just to see it and see his words it, you know, it just put the step on it and it just forced all of us to kind of collectively look back and not just, you know, not just the last season, but just the entire Drew Brees, Sean Payton era, man. Like, you know, I, I, it's what I've been wanting Saints fans to see, you know, like just look at this whole era that we've had with all the pain that have come with all this pain has come with it. It's been a good fucking time, man. And and we knew this day was gonna come at some point this year. Like, this is it. Like, this is it. Like Drew Brees is done with the Saints. He's retired and he's gone and it's on to a new era, which we know was coming, but it's just like it's just a minute. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's like when, you know, couples get a divorce and you know, I mean you've been through it, so you know very well. Like, and when you actually sign those divorce papers. You're no longer, you're not separated anymore, none of that shit. You sign the papers, you are legally divorced and separated for good. It's just, it just hits different. It's like, okay, it's it's solidified in stone, you know? So, and that's how the day was. It was just like, wow, it's it's it, man. Like, it's done. You know, that whole era on to a new one, you know, like Terminator 2, riding in the darkness. You know, we don't know what's going to come, but we know what we had, you know? And nothing you can do to get that back is just just gotta roll with it. You gotta roll with it. You, 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 it's and I and I I want this I want this episode to be about Drew. Like we can talk yeah. about the whole Taysom contract. Nah, nah, <laughs> man, that's <just> funny. <laughs> that's uh, we we could we could talk about all that shit on a later episode. But this this is this is the Drew episode, um, and. You know, I've seen it. I've seen it on Twitter, and just in regards to their, their, you know, kids like in their, you know, kids who who grew up watching the Saints, and just they knew nothing else except Drew Brees being the Saints quarterback, franchise quarterback, which is right. which is crazy. And this is coming from someone. I'm obviously you and a lot of Saints fans have been fans of the team much longer than I have. I. I I got sucked in along for the ride, you know, Jim Hazlitt era, Aaron Brooks days, uh, yeah. Deuce days. And, and, and I, they were just, they were so, as a team, they were just so lovable. And you're just like, ah, these, these fucking guys. And then, yeah. you know, Drew came and him and, and Peyton came together and it just kind of just transformed transform the team and we talk we talk about it all the time on the podcast like Russell Wilson wants to come to the Saints 
you know, yeah. free agents wanted to come to the Saints uh, after Katrina, and it was just they just completely transferred the team, and a lot of that was was in regards to Drew and his and his play. Um, yeah. And I saw a lot of I didn't see a lot, but there's some we we. He, he he has he has the he has the one the one championship and it's just crazy to think about all the missed opportunities um, that you know as a player we we as a player he endured as fans we endured for just having absolutely just shitty defenses and a perfect tweet said today I think from from Mike Sando was no matter how bad the Saints defenses were. Like the worst that Saints were going to be was seven and nine. Like that, like that's crazy. Like seven and nine is is was it with Drew, and yeah. that just that just goes to show how how amazing of a, of a quarterback and a career he had. I mean, he brought the 2012 season Saints to seven and nine, bro. Like Aaron Cromer, Aaron Cromer was the head coach for like the first six games. No Sean Payton, no Joe Vitt. Mickey Loomis was suspended. Uh, the roster was garbage because after 2011, they had to, you know, change out some things. Vilma was going through his little suspension, the arbitration. Um, you know, all, all the Super Bowl players were kind of either in decline or they were gone. Defense was like, I think it's number one still as the worst, most passing <laughs> yards given up by defense in NFL history. NFL history, not the most in 2012, the most ever, ever in the NFL history. And he brought, he was able to keep that team afloat, you know, with no Sean Payton or nothing to 79, you know, just, you know, and nothing, to, you know, I mean, it's not like 79 is great, but it's like, I remember that season, you know, most games we were in it. You know what I'm saying? It was in it, but we knew, you know what I'm saying? It was just like the defense just was trash. And, and it was just it was just a fight up here. But you know, that was just that was the greatness of Drew Brees. And that was one of his prime years, man. Like you can go back and look at highlights from that season. His arm was crispy, like it was it's like you just look back, it's like, oh, like you know what I'm saying? It just makes you it makes you just wish you could just yeah feel the best team every year that we had them, but you know, I mean, it's a business and it's just hard to do that. Uh, it, it is, it is. And I think about speaking of bad defense, I think about what the career narrative, you know, we as Saints fans, even in these last couple of years when obviously he had, you know, it wasn't, wasn't the same player, but we, as Saints fans, it's just hard to think it's, it's, it's that narrative of if he just got, the the those stops you know if his yeah. defense just got those stops for him in a plethora of fucking moments vikings oh game man we could we could go we could go through them bro vikings game minnesota miracle san francisco game 2012 divisional round playoffs um it, you know it just it just it's it, it sucks because I mean, we don't know what the outcome would have been, but it's a hard, you would, that 2011 team, like that, that was, that was the one, bro. Like we, we could talk about 2018, but that 2011 team, at least offensively was just oh, one yeah. of, one of the best offenses, like top 10 in history of the NFL, uh, and I think my my biggest thing as a as a Drew friend uh, that I experienced is that game. I was I was at that playoff game, and I remember being on the field and seeing him and his stature and being so fucking small. And fucking Justin uh, Justin Smith is trying to get to him, and he's battling Carl Nix, and just seeing him this like around all these behemoths, bruh, just huge men. And there's Drew. And he's like, he's not, I mean, he's not, he's not very like imposing. It's no. the, best, it's the best way I could just lack say. Lack of a better term. <laughs> he's, he's not, he's not very imposing. And yet in a game we had no business 
being in. Five turnovers, I believe, in one of the most ruckus away stadiums I've been in. And the fact that he led them down the field twice against that defense, first to Sproles, then to Jimmy Graham, just just greatness personified, man. And it oh, was – man, that, that, that touchdown to Colston up the sideline, it kind of – it was like a yep. – I mean, it was that touchdown we needed. It was just kind of to just get yes. out, get some points on the board. It's like – like I remember Colston scoring that touchdown. It was just like, oof. Like, we're not completely broken because, like, the first, what, uh, just quarter and a half? Yes. Almost just the whole first half, it was just like, good God, are we going to score? Like, yeah, it was bad, bro. And, and, that's, and this is one of the greatest offenses we yeah. had. It's like, what the fuck? And I remember th- that Colson touchdown so funny because that was coming towards, like, I was towards that. I was in that end zone, so, like, he threw it. Like, it was coming towards me, essentially. Mm. Um the both the Sproles and the Jimmy Graham touchdowns was going to the complete opposite way of the uh, end zone. Um, but I'll say to this day, and I've been at a lot of away games, but to this day, I have never heard a quieter stadium after that Jimmy Graham touchdown. Mm. Ooh, that bitch was a library. You could not hear. You could hear a pin drop, except like the spattering of Saints fans. We going fucking ham. Um, you know, we could we could talk about the 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 divisional or yeah, the divisional game against against the Vikings, where again oh. same same script, bruh. Same script, same, same script. thing. Came out. I don't know the the Vikings defense was on fire and and. And everything, and then that that second half, and after that, Marcus Williams interception, just just Terminator, just wanted just I just he just got into like a zone, like Neo in the Matrix, where shit just slowed down, and he just was cooking the entire game in the second half. It was. Uh, go ahead. You know, it was it was unbelievable, man. It was unbelievable, like. I, w- I was sitting uh, at my wife's folks' house. We was all just sitting around watching the game, and just to see him come back. Because you remember, if you remember correctly, that 2017 season was weird because it was the first time the offense kind of really changed. And Drew Brees, it was more of a I won't call it ball control offense, but it yeah. was more about, you know, Alvin Kamara. He was a young rookie, shiny. It was Mark Ingram. Running game was on fire. You know, pick your poison pass game. You know what I'm saying? Like, Drew Brees was real efficient with the ball. And he just kind of – like, he would kind of get unleashed in spurts when they need him. You know what I'm saying? Like, that Redskins comeback. Uh, yeah. The Carolina playoff game where, you know, he went off. Everybody was like, you know – Carolina game plan was like, let's just put the ball in Drew Brees' hand. I remember that, bro. And he just <laughs> he was like, oh, he you just you, diced the ball. <laughs> you gonna put it in my hands? Oh, like, bet. We, we just gonna stop Kamara and just put the ball in Brees' hand. Let him. I was like, okay. Brees <laughs> just diced him up, and then you know, hot, you know, Mike Zimmer, you know, he's like, always able to just dial up against Sean Payton offenses, and it was rough. But for him to come back, I just never forget that throw he made to Kamara. That just beautiful. It's just a beautiful throw, man. And that the one that the one that was uh over Eric Kendrick. Yeah. It just was just a beautiful looking throw. Like it wasn't like oh. you know, like some deep pass or nothing, but it was just one of those throws like that probably coaches would put on and just teach and take, you know, for the running back and the and the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Just how to run that route and just way to throw the ball and all that stuff, the timing. And you know that Willie Snead, what what was it, fourth and ten or something? Fourth and like ten, that? bro. And someone posted that on Twitter today. I I remember I knew it was fourth down. I forgot it was like a ten, it was ten whole yards. Like I yeah. completely forgot like they needed 10 yards to pass rush just crushed around him and that ball, like you can't even see Drew. The ball just kind of comes out and it's boom on a line, pop, first down. Fucking and it's like the, the Minnesota crowd going fucking nuts. Ooh. Just Woo! Like it, man. it, it's oh man, it's god damn it, man. It's just like damn it, we could have just got a few stops, man. I'm telling you that this motherfucker is 
defensive stops away from Super Bowls. Like that's unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that see that? So if we go back to it, you can't you cannot convince me that that 2011 team doesn't beat um, doesn't beat the Giants. Giants come to the door. Well, I mean, look, you never know. You, you never know. But but listen, but, if when the Giants players were telling or they, they were interviewed and they yeah. were saying, we don't we did not want to go back to the Superdome. Because they had they, they, were they like, had they were they saying, had, thank God. They yes. were like <laughs> they had played the Saints earlier that, that season and it wasn't really that close. Um it, I mean it was, it was a it was an okay game, but it wasn't like ex- extremely close. Like, like they didn't want that early, they would pull it away. Yeah. And they just didn't want that smoke because they knew, bruh. They they knew. Um and then if you if at least they I, I believe truly that, that 2011 team goes to the Super Bowl and wins another Super Bowl. Um if Greg Williams doesn't call an offensive defensive game plan at the end of that game. Uh oh seventeen, I feel pretty confident that I, I I still think that the Saints would have beaten Philly in Philadelphia. Philly, yeah. But that I, I know they had Nick Foles. Nick Foles was cooking. You know that was when P. Rob was on Philly going crazy. Still, still yeah. think, still think Saints pull it off. Now I don't know. I don't know if they would have beaten the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But and then if and then I mean we were kind of leaving. We we're talking about bad defenses, but like let's not forget the the most egregious missed call in the history of fucking sports. Oh. That 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 that's a game away from the super. That's that's a game away from the Super Bowl. If we played the Patriots that season, I I, I truly believe, even though even though that was even though that was kind of towards towards the end and, and Drew wasn't oh, the same, man. I still think that that Saints team beat the Patriots pretty pretty convincing. Would have had two weeks to get Alvin Kamara healthy, Drew Brees healthy. Um, they would have they would have handled the Patriots, bro. Yeah, it would yes. handle it, man. Yes, I mean, just right now, I mean, we which we mentioned what three different opportunities. So, you know, I mean, maybe they would have won all of them, but you know, say we went to the Super Bowl four times, we probably would have won two. You know, two times Super Bowl champs. And look, look, you know, listen to what you just, listen to what you just yes. said. They could have potentially went to four. The New Orleans Saints could have went yes. to four Super Bowls, and that is largely because. Of Drew Brees being the quarterback for the last fifteen years, unbelievable, uh, unbelievable. And I, I know some people might listen to this podcast like, ah, oh, these Negroes, these, these, uh, these Negroes. Like, you forgot what Drew with the whole you know, stance on the flag. Listen, man, this. We we can have that conversation another day. Like, yeah, it's like it's a part of his legacy, man. It's a part of his legacy, but you know, I mean, what you want him to do? Like, he, it's not like it's not like. I mean, people could say what they want. They could say, "Oh, well, he's just hiding what he really believes," you know. And I don't know. I don't know Drew Brees' heart. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know, he stood face to face with his players. Players who were like legitimately like disappointed in him and he stood face to face with him and you know went man to man that's the most you can ask like I can't judge Drew Brees but those are dudes that really can judge him you know what I'm saying yes. and just looking through I mean that's really pretty much what I've been doing because I was on the road today but since I got home just going through Twitter looking at um just the reaction from the league from different players around the league from his own teammates I mean Michael Thomas wrote like a fucking man like I wish I mean, my wife ain't even writing nothing about me like that. I'm like, damn. Like, <laughs> he was just like, 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 he must have said about 10 times through it. Like, man, I just love you, bro. I love you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald just like, you were the most inspiring person I ever met in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, bro. Like, I mean, people, like, people, I mean, we're so cynical today. All of us, I include myself in this, but just it's a part of our culture today is this kind of cynicism and we kind of look sideways at everything and look at ulterior motives and all this stuff. And I'm not saying Drew Brees is some kind of fucking, you know, perfect dude. He does his shysty shit, I'm sure, just like any other human being. But 
we all try to just project these little ulterior motives on people like they are up to something deeper than what they are. But from everybody I've read and listened to that have like played with Drew Brees and or played against Drew Brees or met him or worked with him, they all say like he's just like an inspiration. He's a you know outstanding leader. He's a relentless worker, and that's everybody, like everybody. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, who am I supposed to believe? Some jerk off on Twitter that just doesn't like Drew or like people that have actually spent time and worked with him and put blood and sweat and tears on the line with him. I believe them, you know what I'm saying? So that's just what I come with, come away with it. I'm like, you know, he like the New Orleans Saints just got like the perfect quarterback at the perfect time, like when they really needed it, you know? Need, needed it, bro. Needed And... <laughs> It's kind of goes a little, little low key in, in Drew's in Drew's legacy, but he wanted to sign with the Dolphins. Like I think people really forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wanted no question. He wanted to go to Miami. Yeah, then, that was about money. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They uh, offered him a backup deal. Like they offered him a prove it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like prove it deal. Like you know, like a like what Cam Newton just got. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, just, here, just take this little $5 million base. Now, if you are a good quarterback, you'll get a little less of the money, but other than that. And then the Saints paid him, what, $10 million? Saints basically gave him a $10 million one-year contract. Which is nuts, and also the exact same amount that he's going to be making for NBC next next year, bro. <laughs> <laughs> money back, Drew. <laughs> money back. Oh, Drew bought his money, make no mistake. <laughs> hundred percent about it, about it's dough. Um, it's still kind of surreal, man. It, it, it really is. Um, just how many moments and, and that's what, and shout out to a, a good, a good, good friend of mine, uh, Nicole on Twitter for basically saying that Drew Brees is, is a big reason why, why, I mean, he's it, not the sole reason, but Drew Brees has led to a lot of moments that Saints Twitter has come together over and has brought us closer. Like, without Drew, yeah. like, there would still be Saints Twitter, but, like, yeah. like he's led to so many moments of, and as us as people, as Saints fans, to get even closer with each other, that yeah. it goes beyond, even goes beyond football um, in regards to the the connections that we've made as as fans um with with him being on the team yeah man absolutely like just just as an example like if the saints quarterback was i I don't fucking know jake delone for like (laughs) 10 like 10 of the last you know like are 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 we are we as saints twitter as close you know what i'm saying like (laughs) Man, we might be a motherfucking <laughs> San Antonio out this bitch. Just, I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. Like, it's it's such a relevant point of how him coming state. It, it obviously he's not the only reason the city of New Orleans stabilized or whatever the football team stabilized, but no, no, no. He like it was needed. Just like just like when Reggie came and he brought that hoopla, yeah. it was needed. It was something like Drew's a New Orleans I mean, legend. I mean, even I mean, like you said with Reggie, like I remember how Reggie, you know, Reggie did not want to get drafted by the Saints, and he, I remember him saying that, you know, Drew Brees called him, you know, after he got drafted, and hey. basically calmed him down, like he just calmed him down because you know Reggie, Drew, Reggie, you know, come from that area, he watched Drew Brees play with the Chargers. And, you know, just for him to call and be like, look, man, we got, we got this scheme. You know, it's going to be you and Deuce. We're going to do this, do that. Reggie was like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? He was good after that. He wasn't, he wasn't just tripping. You know, he was like, you know, he told him about, about New Orleans. Like, man, look, there's nice houses you can live in and stuff like that. City coming back. You know, and that was Drew. He, I just, I, I, I talked about this before. What I always appreciated about him is he became like an ambassador of New Orleans. Yes. When we really needed that. New Orleans was a dying urban city prior to Katrina. And after Katrina, you know, not saying Katrina was a good thing. It wasn't, you know, 1900 people lost their lives, 
But from that, we were able to create a sort of renaissance for the city where, you know, New Orleans was put back into the mind of Americans, well, for the world, really. And people thought, you know, hey, maybe I should visit that city, you know, and, you know, Drew Brees would go on Jimmy Kimmel or Jay Leno or Letterman or whatever, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, and he'd talk about New Orleans. he talk about, you know, good things about New Orleans, how he loves the city and shit like that. And that means something, man. Like, that means he's talking to people that are sitting in their house thinking like, yeah, I can go visit New Orleans. And that's the lifeblood of New Orleans, tourism. Like, people visiting, coming yes. and enjoying the food and tipping waiters and tipping bartenders and, you know, spending money and enjoying yourself. That's the lifeblood of New Orleans. That's how a lot of people live. And uh, so him doing that, beyond all the charitable stuff and all that, just that was like huge mm. for me because he just put that, he put like a classy face on the city. You know what I'm saying? That just that, like, yeah, Drew Brees, everybody loved Drew Brees. So, you know, New Orleans must be the place to go. It's, oh, it's just, yeah. I mean, I think we, I think we could, we, we covered it all. It's just, and then now it's like, I think, I think we know what's next, right? You know, sounds like more than likely it's going to be Jameis and we'll see how that looks and what that, how that's going to unfold. But just his, his impact on, not only New Orleans, but it's just impact on the on the league, man. Like, because like we we're speaking of from a Saints perspective or a Saints fan perspective. Like, don't forget, like he got drafted by the Chargers and his career didn't start off great. And then a few a few few years later, like because his career didn't start off great, they already drafted his successor, Philip Rivers. Yeah. And he, you know, he and at that point, I wasn't much of a football fan. Well, I was, but not as much as I am now. Um, and obviously I didn't know much about Drew then, but now, now knowing everything about Drew or knowing a lot about Drew, like I can only imagine like him as a competitor, like how that must've been like, what that was, what that yeah. happened to him. And oh Philip Rivers, Rivers rookie season, Drew came out and he, you know, put, put on a show for the chargers the next season uh, Philip Rivers' second season. So this is Philip Rivers. He was he Drew kept Philip Rivers on the bench for two seasons mm -hmm. because that's just him being a competitor. And you don't see that. You don't see that much. No, nope. being an alpha. And who, and who knows what would have happened if Drew Brees didn't injure his shoulder? Like yeah, because then at that point the the Chargers have a decision to make because it's like all right, well, do we go with the rookie? Because you know we go with this rookie that they didn't trade like a whole bunch. To, like they got a lot for getting Phillip Rivers. They got Phillip Rivers. They got Sean Merriman. And they got, I believe they got like a first round pick the next season. Um, yeah. Like they got a shit ton. Um, but their, their debate would have been, those, do we, do we drafted this young guy. We drafted him for, well, technically they drafted, they drafted him, well, they got the Eli first, but then the trade. So whatever they, so they got Rivers at four base ultimately. But like, do you mess with, what's been working and he and drew was clicking and that i guess the a best a better way to describe it is imagine if the chiefs would have had like a decision to make between like alex smith and like patrick mahomes after the first season like oh, oh. you know it, like it just doesn't happen it doesn't happen and a lot a lot of reason why that did happen is because of a drew and it's alpha dog competitive nature and he was like this kid ain't taking my job and you know, I mean, I just been, you know, just scrolling through Twitter today, just looking at people talking. You know, I saw some, you know, some jerk off say something like, you know, uh, Drew Brees, you know, he was a good quarterback, but you know, he wasn't like a some kind of uh, game changer. You know, should he really go to the Hall of Fame? I mean, blocked. You know, what I'm saying. I was, about, I was about to say, but I was like, I hope you blocked this person. Like, but I, I just was thinking about that. I'm like. I've like during the draft every year, I just like to go through and read, you know, read different quarter, different quarterbacks coming out and what they talk about, the interviews and shit like that. And so many of them, when they get asked, like, you know, who do you pad your game after? Who do you study? So and many say so many Drew, of them bro. are like, like, look, I've been studying Drew Brees since high school. His coaches, coaches show Drew Brees 
to show what you should play like. Like, what's the archetype of how quarterbacks should play? You know what I'm saying? Of course, you could go out of box and do your athletic things, but playing as a pocket quarterback in the NFL, this is how you do it. <clears throat> this is how you maneuver the pocket. This is how you read your progressions. This is how you use all the mechanics of your body to create the most, you know, the most RPMs on your ball. It's just, you know, footwork. I mean, footwork impeccable. You know, the way he, you know, releases the ball. He releases, he's a short quarterback. So every, every, I mean, we're living in a day where it's not a big deal if you drop a six-foot quarterback. I mean, right. fucking, um, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Arizona Cardinals quarterback. Uh, fucking. Uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. He's 5'10". <laughs> 5'10". That's insane. Like, Kyler Murray's around, like, the same size that I am, bro. <laughs> bro. I mean, you know, six or seven years ago, he would have went third, fourth round. You know what I'm saying? Yep. As talented as he is, just because of his height. Yep. Just because of his height. He Drew broke Brees, the mold, bro. He broke the mold. He broke the mold, man. Because what do you see? Anytime a quarterback comes out there, six one or less, you know, he's just a Drew Brees. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's true. It's, it's true. true so, I mean, don't give me no shit about game change. This man changed the game and opened the door for so many good short quarterbacks. And he just provided you know teaching tape to year for 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 every quarterback. And you did, and I, I'm not. This is not. I'm not trying to like make any conspiracy theories or whatever. But you you said it with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. You you know who probably should have went in in round one, top ten, top five. Russell Wilson. Exactly. But but he didn't because of what? He was short, man. Five eleven. There, there you go. There you go. And who does who who did Russell Wilson look up to more than anybody? If you follow Russell Wilson's career, he looked up more than anybody to Drew Brees, and that that's why he gave up started in the Pro Bowl last season because yep. you know at that point Drew Drew wasn't you know Drew didn't know if he was coming back or not. He thought it was going to be his last you know, and it's so funny, people. If you listen to this podcast, I know this is, we're, we're focused on Drew. If you if you're a fan of our show. Read the tea leaves. Like, I swear to you, stuff in the NFL, not, not everything, because some shit comes and it's just like, oh, shit, I didn't see this coming. But a lot of things in the NFL, I swear to you, you can see the fucking smoke signals. It is, right. it is usually fucking out there. And I remember everyone completely dismissing it. Like, oh, you know, Russell Wilson just giving up his number, letting Drew start. So I'm like, no, like, that's something. Like that yeah. means something. It, that 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 is abnormal and atypical behavior. Like, what are we what are we doing? Um, and I and I just see that a lot on Twitter, where it's like, oh, people are like making this a big deal out of nothing. I'm like, no, this fucking means something. Bro. And this is yeah. again before Drew decided that he wanted to come back. But like, sorry, that was a little tangent. But anyway, like you said, he broke the mold. He has opened the door for that that size that body type to be um acceptable in the nfl when it, it wasn't and yeah so i i any anyone and I, I didn't see a whole bunch i didn't see a whole bunch at all but anyone with no. talking talking shit today on twitter just one negative word about drew at all got got the big block damn dave damn shack i was like I was just shocked that I didn't have him blocked already. Because I'm like, I, that is very first of all, that is that is very shocking to me. Um, I did not block him. I did shot block that shit because I can't stand him. Like I can't stand him, bro. Like cannot stand him. Um, I I purposely unblocked him and basically said, let him. I sent, I quote tweeted his tweet and let him know that I was unblocking him just to let him know that he's a piece of shit. And a miserable fucking person. And I mean, how is it that the fucking Atlanta Falcons? Come on, man. Sends out like a nice little warm video. Breathe, but fucking Dave Damashek. Like, who the fuck are you, man? And like, 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 just don't say shit. Like, oh, I mean, if you hate Drew, that's fine. Like, I get it. It's sports. But like, to just throw some shit about being like a stat, just a stat magnet, and you know, Brett Favre should have won the blood, whatever. Like, what the fuck? When, when his you, when his when his quarterback out here was sexually assaulted women, but yeah, well, like, well, come on now, That's whatever. But, but, but Drew stat that. <laughs> yeah, 
in my face, man. <laughs> man, I'll tell you, bro. Sports bring it out of you. Bro. I'm like, man, if I was around, they'd do how to punch the shit out of that boy, what? man. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, it being, like, in a, in a pre-COVID bar, you know, just oh, chilling? Oh, man. And, like, you know, me, like, let's say we at the fucking Shamrock, right? Me, you. <laughs> the fucking terror. That's Damn, the worst right, place. Help me, well, you. Well, spook that boy up. Jordan, we just, we just hanging out. And he, like, walks over to the table, like, all, like, well, you know, really, that girl. He has the most fucking annoying voice I've ever fucking heard. Oh, my God. Like, like anytime I put on a round the league podcast. And he's on it. Hey, fellas, I'm like, Whoop. well, now listen to y'all. <laughs> not listen to that one. <laughs> nope. Fuck that, but Oh, man, Jordan there. Jordan going to whip his ass. That cocky motherfucker there. Yeah. So I just, it's, it's <laughs> just, um, Man, miss miss going to the Shamrock, bro. It's gonna be good days. We, we'll be back soon. We, we'll be back soon. Um, but it's funny because someone tweeted this literally yesterday. Oh no, no, it was it wasn't tweeted. It was it was my boy JJ who who who's playing Call of Duty with us. He's in the Saints Twitter Call of Duty squad, and he said this in yeah. a voice chat. And he said that if Drew would have retired last season, that there would have been like a second line for him and yeah, you know, yeah. a whole, whole city of New Orleans would have been, you know, and now partly because of COVID and partly because of the whole controversy, what he said, how his, yeah. how his career kind of pattered out, that that wouldn't be the same type of reaction. And it's funny because after today and seeing like everyone's response, like I, I still believe like he's yeah. going to get his day, bro. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if you see some videos come out tonight and just some people out there, you know, shaking it for Drew or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, just... <laughs> I mean, that's how we do in New Orleans. And, you know, we, we always celebrate our people that leave or go go on and move on. And, uh, man, the city loved Drew, you know. We talk shit about him because it's sports. You know? But, that, but, it's, but also, that's... It's, it's funny, too, because that's like family, right? Like, we could talk shit about you you know, because you family, but you can't. You can't. Yeah. Any any outsiders outsiders out here fucking throwing. Oh whoa! Is that a whoa whoa whoa? whoa. <laughs> right. Come on, bro. Relax, motherfucker. But but, but we can say the meanest shit about it. Being... Yeah, I mean, it's funny because like literally for weeks it's been you ain't gone yet through shit. Right. The fuck out of here, nigga. Nigga, every. Okay, all right. Oh my God, what was with that shit, bro? Um, well, you know, I mean, so what? What's what's something you always just gonna remember about Drew? Just uh, just over the years, like just something you just you just you just you'll never forget, you know? Um, whatever it is, I don't know. It it was it was just my first time seeing him play in person, man. Like that, that to me on that stage, and I've seen him play in person quite a, obviously quite a few times now. Um, but just being in that stadium and just, <laughs> it kind of reminded me of Rudy a little bit, like mm-hmm. towards the end where John Favreau goes, or yeah, was it John Favreau or whoever goes, look at him, he's, he's so small, he's so tiny. Like, <laughs> Like, that's what it, like, I saw him because, you know, you see shit on TV and seeing shit in person. It's like, like, that's it? Like, that's, that, that's all it is? Like, he's that big? But then you, you see him play the game at that, at that size and the, what he was able to do playing, like, he was, he was amazing, man. Like, he was amazing. Um, I remember being at the being at the game with the to, with Kevin, the the Broncos game, you know, the fucking block extra point yeah. step out of bound game, and seeing that he he led. So this was, you know, this was Bob. I remember the Saints were down. They had to they had to go down to the field score a touchdown. This was when Bob, you know Bob Miller kind of in his prime, you know, kind of just coming across the edge, and like I just remember Drew like that ball was always just out, just out, yeah. out. Um, and remember him driving driving the team down the field. So this was Mike Thomas's rookie season. Um, 
This was when Brandon Cooks was being fucking Brandon Cooks. Um, but he drove he drove the offense down the field, and I will never forget being in the Superdome, and he connected with Brandon Cooks for a touchdown on an incredible throw, an incredible yeah. catch, and just the explosion from the Superdome, like th- that sound. Oh my God! Man. Like that out, and it, it was your fourth because it's just like. Wow, man. Like, wow. And it's so funny, too, because I remember when, when me and you went and and saw him play the, the Bucks game in week one, I remember you hadn't been to a Saints game in how long had it uh, been before that? Uh, probably, uh, it was, what, 04? Last I went before that, so... Yeah, so that was your first time seeing Drew play in person. Yeah, in a game. Like, that was my first In a game, which, which, is, which is crazy. Yeah. Um... So that's what. So that's for me. That's that's the last memory is just being in that stadium, um, at Candlestick, and and seeing him do what he was able to do at his size, just against an incredible defense, and just being there to you know for the, fuck the outcome, just being there to experience all of that. That that sticks out to me the most. What about you? I mean, for me, it's just uh, those games where he was just. It was that Drew Brees night, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like primetime games, or he had a record on the line, or whatever. Where it was just Drew Brees night, man. 80% completion. He's gonna put 300, 400 yards on you, four, five touchdowns, just killing them. You know, I like I just I just love those games, bro. And I was I tweeted earlier about how like, I remember when like the only Saints news you can find is like in the Times Picayune or WWL eight seventy radio. Like that was it, buddy D. You know what I'm saying? Like other than that, you put on ESPN, Saints ain't getting mentioned. Like it was no mention of the Saints mm. other than getting their ass whooped, like <laughs> losing to Michael Vick. You know what I'm saying? Like that was it. Like that was that was the only highlight you saw them Michael Vick running up or the Minnesota Vikings or the Buccaneers or whatever. You know, or when we did win. They might just gloss over the Saints and be like, "Hey, yeah, the Saints won today. The they beat the, you know, beat the St. Louis Rams by twelve, and, da, 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 and that's it. Just move on." It's like, damn, man. It's just like, remember just being, you know, that's why Saints fans are so, uh, you know, kind of, especially the older ones, kind of insecure when it comes to like people talking about the team. They're like, "Oh, y'all don't talk. Why don't you mention the Saints?" It's like, motherfucker, they mention the Saints, motherfucker, like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But they just they're so used to be like the Saints just being excluded because like we were the Lions, we were the Titans, we were Jaguars, we we were we were that team that just didn't get talked about that nobody really cared about. And obviously it's different today because Twitterverse and you know everybody has like their own Twitter and everybody's a talk. You got NFL network and the NFL is just like this 24-7 thing. But, man, years ago, it just wasn't that, man. It was about the Cowboys, it was about the Giants, it was about the Patriots, it was about – that was it, like, you know what I'm saying? So, for just now, the Saints just to be one of these up echelon teams and, and you know, with Drew Brees and this Colin, you know, Colin uh, – Collinsworth and, you know, it's uh, – you know, it's uh, uh, you know, Troy Aikman and – Buck and you know it's a prime time game or it's ESPN. John back with John Gruden, you know he would just talk glowingly about the Saints, Glowing. about Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and you know Saints Drew Brees are just slicing up the team, slicing up the Giants, slicing up. Remember Green Bay was one of our shitty seasons. I don't know if that was fourteen or fifteen. Then that was fourteen. They can't at fourteen. Fucking sliced up Green Bay prime time. Two thousand twelve. I remember we played Philly. It was Mike Vick's. Philadelphia Eagles. I think that was Andy Reid's last season there, I believe. Or maybe second to last season. But we uh, sliced them up in, in prime time. Like, like We actually looked like a good, formidable team and a good, formidable defense. I remember that was Cam Jordan kind of come out time. Like I remember Cam Jordan shining. Uh, Drew Brees shining uh, against the uh, what, what prime time? Oh, Patriots 2009. Like just a game that nobody ever forget. Perfect passer rating, and he just was locked in, man. Like locked in. Like we had just never seen that as Saints fans, man. We just was like, wow, like this is what it feels like. 
Like, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Not knowing that, like, this wasn't even a norm for anybody. Like, we were one of the lucky, you know, one of the lucky in the NFL to have, like, an upper echelon quarterback that's going to go down in history with one of the greats, man. Like, one of the greats. We were fortunate to have one of the greats. Like, people can argue about where he fits in as far as best quarterback of all time. I don't know. Like, that shit is it's a ridiculous argument. But he's in the conversation. You know yes. what I'm saying? Top yes. five, top ten, whatever. I don't know what you want to do. In this era, it's, you know, it's Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. They're all in that conversation, you know? Yes. So just to have that as Saints fans, like, what the fuck you ask for, bro? Like, what more? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we would love to have more Super Bowls and all that shit, but, you know, we had our chance, man. Like, we were in it. I never, I never turned on a Saints game feeling like, no way we fucking win, mm. you know? I always felt like, well, we got a chance, but maybe not. But I never felt like we had no chance with Drew Brees at the helm. Sean Payton called the plays. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's the end of an era. It's in it's in a like like someone I think someone tweeted it's the end of the era. I think Mike Triplett may have, may have tweeted that. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll see what you know we'll see what happens. But I think what fans should take away Saints fan is that we had we had a for 15 seasons we had a true franchise quarterback yeah. true franchise quarterback the the hardest the hardest thing to find in any sport is a true franchise quarterback we had it for 15 years like you said we, we didn't win all the championships that that we wanted to uh, but we got one and even even now, you know, my, my, my daughter's, which is crazy, my daughter's turning 11 this month. So it's been like 11 years since the Saints won the Super Bowl. Um, but that aside, um, like he was a big part of why that that euphoric night that we all experienced that that night of them winning the Super Bowl, like there's no, there's nothing like that. Like there's there there's nothing nothing like it um and now and we'll see we're gonna see how it is where it's whether it's Jameis probably gonna be Jameis whoever it is whoever's whoever's you know quarterbacking week one we'll see we'll see what happens but I think we're gonna see like oh shit like we had a franchise quarterback and it may be a it may be a long time before we have another true franchise quarterback. That's just that's just how the game goes in the NFL. Um, but for 15 seasons, we didn't have to worry about quarterback. And like we didn't even talk about this, but can we talk about the man's longevity, bruh? Like oh, just in man. terms of like his like, you know, very I mean, towards the end there there were, you know, the the injuries where he, he you know he couldn't play, but the fact that he played for so long at his size, especially with, you know, with the Saints and didn't miss many games at all due to injury, like that, man. Oh, man. Man. I mean, you can't ask for more. And, and when you think about what I feel was like his last great stretch was uh, 2018, like the first 11 games. Here's the stats. First 11 games. 3,135 yards, 29 touchdowns, two interceptions, and a 127 quarterback rating with 76.4% completion percentage passing. First 11 games. Then he, there was some little injury he came up with, kind of faded down the stretch, but, you know, that was a, a no-call year or whatever. But, man, number 11, first 11 games, that was just, like, really legitimate shot to win the MVP that year. Mm-hmm. Remember, everybody was arguing – you know, should it be Drew or Patrick Mahomes? That was Patrick Mahomes' first year starting, and he was lighting it up too. But it was like a legitimate push for Drew Brees, but he faded on the end. Patrick Mahomes just kind of yeah. ran with it to end the year. So, you know, I people argue about that. I was, you know, I understand. I'm like, look, Mahomes, the boy, like, broke the fucking touchdown record that year. Like, <laughs> it's like what you did. You, gotta, you just got to give it to him. You know what I'm saying? Give it to the kid. And look, Adam, don't mention it. Let it go. Anyway, uh, um, not, not, not even not, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Okay. All right. Good. 
But yeah, but I feel like that was his last stretch with greatness. And then he would just, you know, that greatness would pop up in there like 2019 with the, uh, you know, the San Francisco game where he went crazy. Then that Colts game where he just was just perfect. Um, this last season, he just, you know, outside of that, little, that second Tampa game, you just never really, you never saw it. It just never, you know, it was just kind of gone. You know what I'm saying? It just, when you look back at it, it's like, yeah, it was time, you know? And I think he knew it too. That's why he's hanging it up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll go into, like, I think, I think your T2 analogy was perfect, bro, because it, it, it is the great unknown. Just, you know, we're, we're forward, forward to forward. Um, and we'll, we'll see what happens. And it'll, it'll be new and it'll be exciting, but <laughs> tell you what, whether it's Jameis, whether it's Taysom, that first interception happened week one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be fun at least, bro. Oh, this upcoming thing, like, I, I am glad that we have a Saints podcast. Because this upcoming state season, woo, the jokes are going to be on a different <laughs> level, bro. I'm ready for it, me, bro. I'm ready for it, man. But Dif- different level. Um, so I mean, I don't, I don't have any more really to say about Drew. Um, I, I, what I will say is, you know, today's Sunday. We are two days away from free agency starting. Um, there's our, there's already been a little percolation with news and some little trades happening here and there. As, uh, as, um, uh, temporary period started? That starts tomorrow. Okay. That right. starts tomorrow. Well, We're going to get some news tomorrow then. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, Tuesday, shit, shit's going to start popping off. Like it, it's... A lot of agreed to. Agreed to. Yeah. To, Don't you, to... I, what do you feel about the tempering, bro? I, I kind of missed the opening day of free agency with the head of Seth. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like I don't like the temper because it, it it kill it's like it's like Christmas but like your if it's your partner or your parent already told you what you're gonna get. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like, a perfect example. Just just keep it a secret. Like let me let me unwrap let me unwrap the tear the wrapping paper off and be like, oh shit, this is you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it kind of kills it. it. It is what it is. Um but it, it's gonna be exciting. Like like I said, news is already popping off here and there. Um, yeah. I, okay, I know cause we, we finished our, our group talk. I do want to say, can we talk about how there are 10 guards, 12 offensive guards interior for on the offensive line, and like we, we won't be able to get a single one of them? Why can't we? <laughs> so they, they already they already messed with. Pete's contract, so I in, in, in restructured his contract. So cutting him now, I think that accelerates that month. Like I, I think that's why the whole thing of when Mike Thomas also restructured his deal, the the prospect of potentially trading him for another quarterback is has decreased. Um, I'm just never, saying, there's another there's another guard spot. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is Ruiz like written in concrete? Like, I, I, I mean, I didn't see any play. Did you? I, I didn't see any I play. Did. That he should, he should I did. <laughs> so, so I guess the, the okay. So then okay. So then, what are you doing? What are you doing with him then? Like, are you moving him to center and then you put in uh, Eric McCoy at, at guard? Like, are you just? I, I'm just saying, my perspective. I bring the best players personally. Like, if I know, I if am I going? Am I going into the season thinking guard is solidified with oh, Caesar? Absolutely no. not. I I'm not. I'm not. Can't do I'm it. Not saying, I'm not saying they're gonna go out and spend big money, but I, I mean, with the players that's out there, and like we've heard, like a lot of these players are gonna sign like little one-year cheapy deals, trying to get the next year. I try to get the best guard I can get for the cheapest price available. That's that's just what I do. Whether it's Reed starting or him or whatever. Like, I would solidify that spot. But you know what's interesting is, you know, just the approach. Because obviously you want good offensive linemen all across the board, but just with Drew Brees leaving, leaving where that interior was so important for him, it's just I wonder, you know, I just wonder how they approach it now 
with whoever they have at quarterback. Which I, which I, yeah, yeah, I get, I get, I 100% get that point from a, a football like perspective. But I, man, and this is, I said this on Twitter, bro. Like Ruiz just got manhandled a lot last season, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. like people are like, oh, well, he was out of position. I was like, did y'all watch his snaps? It didn't matter if he was at center. Like the outcome would have been the same. Right. Right. <laughs> that, the, the, I mean, God is not that much different from center. Like Jesus. It's like, come on take, now. Like if you take get, it, if you take get it beat, from, you get beat. Take it from someone who played both, obviously not in the fucking NFL or not even at in <laughs> collegiately. Take it from someone who played who played both guard and center. It is not that different at fucking all. <laughs> like at all. Like stop. <laughs> And I'm not saying that's not to say, well, you know, like he was a rookie, no offseason, all the little excuses you can come up with. Like he has, he has, man, they're legitimate, they're legitimate excuses. But still, like, do you go into the season with those excuses or do you plan, you know, do you have other plans on the side? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, she had better call, I, call up Senio. Shit, don't don't let James James hashtag put him in a hearse leave, nigga. James Hearst was <laughs> shit, oh, no, bro. we need Hearst, brother. We need Hearst. That's my dude. You, you, you know Teron gonna miss at least two or three games next season. You gotta get gotta have a backup. Automatic. Automatic. <laughs> it's gonna be exciting, man. It's it's gonna be exciting. One of my favorite, I will say one of my favorite things on Twitter was like everyone, every Saints fan, like responded to that Russell Wilson tweet. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, everyone, you know <laughs> every, oh, he knows, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, it's so funny too, because I guess that the question becomes, <sighs> the question really becomes like Ian Rappaport reports that, Basically, uh, uh, a deal between the Saints and, and Jameis, like they're working on it. It's not done yet, but they're working on it. And if it's gets signed, like all indications that he's going to be quarterback one. And it's like, and, and maybe maybe I'm missing something. Maybe it could be I'm missing something. But if you as a team, excuse me, know that a top five quarterback is is the is on his list of one of two teams that are, are only really in the game right now. Like, do you not exhaust every possible way to go get that quarterback? Or is it just, you just were so impressed with what you saw from Jameis, you know, last season and, and practices and, and whatever that he's your guy. Like that's, that's crazy. And again, we don't know what's behind the scenes. Maybe they tried and offered yeah. Seattle numerous things and Seattle's <laughs> just not budging. But yeah. it's it's interesting, man. It's interesting. Yeah, especially, it's just- especially if Russell Wilson gets traded like, you know, late, later in the offseason or whatever or whatever. Like, it's it's. I, I'm going to have some questions. That's all I'm going to say. Going to be some questions. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. But, you know, even if they do sign Jameis, I don't think that will prohibit them from getting Russell Wilson. You don't? I'm, nah, man. Like, I don't think the money he's going to get is going to be extravagant whatsoever. Bruh. Jameis, what? <laughs> can you, can you mean, imagine? It's, it's going to be fucked up. Like, I, I was going to say, <laughs> Jameis is going to be fucked up, but it's like, bro, like, it is what it is. Like, we got Russell Wilson. You know, now you're free to go find somebody else. Could you imagine in, in like in the next two weeks? First, of it was the it's the the phony Taysom Hill contract that sent Mike Florio just oh. a gas. Oh, did it? Oh, I didn't read Mike Florio. <laughs> sent him a gas. Um, then they sent. Let's say they find Jameis. You know, tomorrow. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever. And then, like a week next week, boom, bomb drop. <laughs> Like Saints acquire Russell Wilson some type of way, whatever, bruh. Uh, I'm I, just like you said. I got to find a way to screen record my phone and just <laughs> just <laughs> just scroll, bruh. Just scroll through that timeline, nice and slow. Make sure I don't miss a single fucking tweet. <laughs> yeah, and fuck 
Adam Schefter for that taste meal tweet. <laughs> that shit almost killed me, bro. <laughs> Four, I'm, on four, a, I'm on the I-10 doing 85. Four, like, oh. four for one for 140? <laughs> I pull, up, pull up my phone like, what the fuck? And I keep reading. I'm like, what a boy. So I had to keep reading it just to understand it. I'm like, wait. Oh, my God. Almost killed me, man. Shit. Oh, oh, man. Uh, but we... We will we'll be back later later this upcoming week to kind of re- recap free agency, not just yeah. from the Saints' perspective, just so kind of just around the league in general, um, and just kind of go around. Like there's there's going to be moves, but it's it's, it's going to be a very unique free agent period, just because of the cap being depressed. Uh, like yeah. you already said, like I, it's already talk of like players are going to be like, just give me a fucking one year deal. I know the cap's going to go up next year. I know that new TV money is going to come in. There should be fans and stands. So more revenue for teams. I'm just going to take a one-year deal. And that's why the idea, like they're becoming like when it's hard to do it in the NFL, but like more quote unquote super teams are going to be formed because more people are willing to take, more players are going to be willing to take one-year deals. Mm. Very, very, oh you, yeah. That, some, I forgot who was throwing out that notion, but like, it's, it's very fucking possible, bro. Like, you, yeah, you man. know, very fucking possible. And I think you're gonna see a lot of people trying to go to fucking Tampa Bay. L- lovely, lovely, oh. fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, motherfuckers. Why? Dang. Why not? Why? Why not? Um. <laughs> anyway, um, that'll. I mean, we'll. That'll do it for for this episode, and I hope I hope everyone who listens enjoys it. Um, I. I don't know if I'm gonna do it tonight. I probably should do it tonight because next this week's gonna be. I plan to reach out to our our, our first guest. We have the podcast, Tony Pauline. Um, oh. I mean, it's it's. I might I, I might wait to reach out to him later because um, free agency is gonna be popping. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be busy. But yeah, maybe end of March, first week of April, get him on the show. Kind of a a, a year, like a year, you know, kind of. Full circle. He was he was our first guest when we first started doing this thing. Talked to him about if he's hearing anything that the Saints are one, you know, draft wise or what have you. Um, and that'll be interesting. Although, okay, so I have one more question for you. Then I'm gonna wrap this up. You said that if the Saints signed Jameis, that that would you don't think that would preclude them from going after Russell Wilson? Um, which to me that we'll, we'll see. I, but but. Um, would you apply that same theory to the draft? What you mean? Like if if they sign um, Jameis in the next couple of days, if Trey Lance hypothetically is slipping down the draft boards, and oh, he's no. at like 15, 16, you think they'll, you know. No, I, it- I think I think they will confront with whatever opportunities presenting itself at the time. I don't think they – they're not sitting around and wait. So if they can get Jameis signed, they're going to sign Jameis. They come draft time, they're going to draft a quarterback if a quarterback is there or trade up for a quarterback if it's somebody they really like. They're going to do that too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Sean Payton not stupid, man. Like, he knows like, you cannot play around with the quarterback position, bro. It's not, it's not a fucking game. Even though he has kind of played with it, you know, the past couple of years, you know, he, uh, he he still had options available. And I, I, I think, you know, I think it's the same thing. Like, he, he, he they'll draft. I, it wouldn't shock me if they, you know, moved up for a quarterback or something. Mac Jones, Trey Lance. <clears throat> Hard to know how the buzz is for anybody these days. Um, so, no, no. I mean, now, if they drafted a quarterback and had Jameis, like, that would definitely take us out to Russell Wilson sweepstakes, I think. At that point, they'd be moved on from that. But uh, I think they're just going to keep kind of working on it. I mean, who knows what kind of information they're getting, getting from the Seahawks, from Russell Wilson's camp, because it's just one of those weird things where, you know, ultimately the Seahawks can drive it how they want to drive it. Like, you know, at any point they could just say, like, oh, okay, all right, let's trade him. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, right. right now they could just be like, well, that's no reason for us to rush. Let's just wait around and see. I'm just saying, man. It's getting, it's getting a little messy. 
in in Seattle. Yeah. And getting messy. It is, um, man. Just 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 saying. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. Recap free agency potentially. Um, we'll, we'll maybe do an episode Thursday night, Friday, depending on how much news has popped off between now and then. If there's any fucking like bombshell breaking fucking news, we will 100% be, on it. be, be on recording it. fucking emergency podcast as soon as we fucking can. Um, like if fucking they trade for Russell, that's emergency podcast worthy. Uh, them signing James is not a mercy podcast worthy. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll be on it. Um, as always, thank you for our Patreons and our subscribers and everything. Um, and fucking buckle up, man. <coughs> All our listeners buckle up. It's going to be some of fucking ride this, this upcoming week. Yes, sir. So with that, we're going to get out of here. We're out. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.